You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host this week, Dr. Hal, and every week, myself and Dr. Mike come back to you with the best in talk that doctors are uh, having amongst themselves in doctors' lounges all across the United States. We talk about the issues that are important to us, and we share them with you so that you'll be armed with the information that you need to be prepared to advocate for your health care freedom and for the things that are important to you and your family. These decisions are affecting each and every one of us. We're going to get into some of that later on. And um, this show is brought to you by the doctor, the Docs for Patient Care Foundation. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is the only physician-led health care think tank in the country. It is, uh, we're active, we're still um, doing the work that's necessary so that we can um, be in the front lines helping to create the uh, necessary changes that are um, needed to fix the healthcare problem because it's a mess. But we're getting there. We're moving in the right direction. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But uh, I can't tell you that we are able to do this alone. We need your help, and we need you to go to our website, d4pcfoundation.org, and um, support us because we can't do this show. We can't uh, do the work that we're doing in Washington and putting on conferences, which is what I'm going to get into a moment in just a moment. But um, we need you. It could be $5 or $5,000. But now more than ever, you need to uh, uh, be supporting people who are fighting to fix health care because it is – now, the number one issue, it certainly was in this past election, the number one issue that uh, Americans are concerned about, 72% of Americans in a CBS poll, 70% in a Harris poll, said that health care was the number one issue that they were concerned about this past election a week ago. So there's nobody who's going to be able to help fix this problem, and if you think that Washington or even your state government is going to fix this problem by themselves because they're going to do the right thing, you're wrong. You need people who are out there who are pushing constantly to make sure that the health care um, problems get solved in a way that are good for patients, and that's what Docs for Patient Care is all about. So please support us so that we can continue to do the work that's necessary. Um, so w- to paraphrase a uh, line from Game of Thrones, winter is coming, and it is... Uh, brutal out there, both figuratively and literally. The weather is changing in the east and south. We've got brutal storms and and wet weather in the west. We've got fires that are destroying um, much of the uh, California coastline. Our hearts are out to the um, more than 
um, 7,000 families that have lost their homes in this horrible fire. And we wish them Godspeed and uh, hope that uh, that their, their uh, recovery from this catastrophic event is, a, uh, is not a painful one and, and they can get through this. Uh, but so many people have already lost their lives. It's just such a horrible, um, such a horrible event. David wants to weigh in on this. Uh, we've got a uh, lady that will be coming on uh, probably m- maybe as early as Monday. Uh, her family, uh, he, he was both husband and wife were ministers in a church in Paradise, and uh, they lost their home, their church, everything. And uh, they're going to start a GoFundMe for for the family. They have nothing left, absolutely nothing. And they can't, you know, I think people don't understand, well, why didn't they have insurance? Well, they can't get you. There are areas in the country that nobody will insure, and that's one of them. That's right. And, and it's affecting every aspect of life, including medical care. The hospitals are destroyed there, and people are having to be shipped far uh, to uh, get decent medical care. So so um, not only uh, do we wish them the best, but whatever you can do to help in this situation, whether it's to go to the GoFundMe page that you'll hear about on this station or whether it is going to the American Red Cross or some other cha- uh, reputable charitable group, um, there are a lot of disreputable ones that pop up, unfortunately, when crises like these strike. But but these people desperately need your help. Not all of them are are Hollywood movie stars who are who are losing their houses. Those people will be fine. It's the it's the uh, everyday people like you or me that uh, are affected. So, first, I would like to uh, spend a little bit of time going over the uh, the recent Docs for Patient Care Direct Primary Care conference that just uh, ended um, on uh, a couple a couple weeks ago. That was uh, a tr- just one of the most tremendous conferences that I have ever attended, if I do say so myself. It was a giant success. It couldn't have been any better. It was truly a grand slam. We had over 400 people at this conference, and we could have had more. And there were people there from 42 states. One foreign country was represented, and... um, 75% 75% of the attendees were first-timers, which is really what we want. And it was uh, just amazing. So many people came up to me, by the way, and recognized my voice from the radio show. And uh, sadly, no one asked for my autograph, but um, I'm okay with that. Um, but it's really gratifying to know that what we're doing on this show is important. People are listening to it. It is influencing their their way of thinking. I'm not sure it influences or changes their lives, but it certainly makes them think. And um, and to me, that's really I think the 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 greatest uh, uh, endorsement for what we're doing. And and we will continue to to do this show as long as 
as there seems to be uh, interest and a demand for it because I think that we are really um, doing a service that that uh, very few people are providing, giving people the, this kind of information about health care. In fact, at the uh, conference, we uh, did a live show from the podium. Dr. Mike was the host, and he uh, interviewed um, uh, a uh, gentleman who was the uh, founder and the CEO of uh, Liberty HealthShare. Um, that was uh, Dale Bellis, and uh, he was great, and he explained how cost, you know, these cost-sharing ministries or um, groups really help people who don't have insurance and who uh, who need to have some security, and that's what Liberty HealthShare is all about. Um, so here's a spoiler spoiler alert. Uh, I'm going to share a story with you from this meeting um, that uh, that we f- uh, recorded a show about. But I wanted to just share the story. We had a live radio sh- station there, record a recording studio on site, and Dr. Mike and myself and I we did uh, many live interviews with many of the attendees there and uh, listened to their stories and and they were very compelling stories and we're going to uh, air those on uh, the on this sh- uh, show in upcoming weeks but one of the stories that we had was again so gratifying and so important that I just want everyone to hear this um, a young uh, lady uh, and many most doctors who are still practicing are younger than me. Um, a young lady from Florida, um, a uh, an, a family medicine doctor, um, who who was just so disillusioned with healthcare and so burnt out by the system um, that she was ready to quit. She was was uh, on the verge of just giving up her career because it was no more no longer fun she wasn't able to financially support herself she was burdened by regulation and she she was just so stressed out as a mother and a wife and a doctor you know it, it, being a female doctor is i think one of the hardest things that that um, you can possibly um, uh, imagine, and and uh, I, I my I, I, I take my hat off. I salute all the women out there who are raising families and who are um, practicing medicine. This is not an easy thing to do. I would not trade anything to. With, I wouldn't trade places with any of these women. Uh, it is such a hard. Uh, job juggling all of that, but this young woman was going to quit medicine, and she saw online um, last year that we were doing this meeting, the direct primary care meeting in Orlando, and thanks to the Physicians Foundation, which I'll mention again in a few moments, the uh, doctors who signed up for it uh, got free tuition, so they were able to come without having to pay money. Not only that, they got CME credits, 
and got a great meeting and learned how to do direct primary care. But um, back to the story of this young woman, she came to this meeting. She just said, what the heck, you know, it's a free meeting and I might as well come. Well, she sat there and she listened to the inspiring stories that were shared by so many of the direct primary care experts who had um, sacrificed and who had risked um, uh, their their careers to change, you know, the safety of being in the system, to going outside the system and doing a direct primary care practice and sharing these incredible stories about how satisfied they were and how it had changed their lives and changed the lives of the patients that they took care of. Well, this young woman was so moved, she sat there in this meeting literally crying. That's what she said to us. Tears were rolling down her, her cheeks because it was almost as if she had divine intervention and somebody had reached out to her and saved her life and said to her, you do not need to quit. You do not need to um, throw away everything that you've sacrificed up to this point. All you have to do is just take that first step, take a chance to direct primary care, and you'll be happy. And she came back to the meeting this year to share her story and to let us know that she went home, she quit her job, she opened up a direct primary care practice, she now has several hundred people who are signed up with her, and she took in a partner. And life is great for her. She feels um, completely sat- satisfied professionally. She um, feels vindicated. She, More importantly, we have not lost a doctor who is a caring uh, individual who has the skills to help so many people. We, uh, without what we did at this meeting, this woman would have been gone. And, and so what we're doing in Docs for Patient Care, what we're doing with the um, uh, DPC um, meeting every year, what we are doing with the radio show, we are influencing um, thought. We are changing opinions. We are changing lives. And this is all very good, not just for doctors, but for the patients that we take care of. So this meeting in Florida was like no other medical meeting that I have ever been at. When I go to a medical meeting, and most doctors who are listening to this will agree, you sit there, barely able to keep your eyes open sometimes with some of these uh, talks that are being given. Most of the time, you're fidgeting in your chair or reading the newspaper or on your on your uh, um, cell phone or iPad um, if you're in the meeting at all, if you're not outside uh, with your friends um, catching up or, or even leaving the meeting and just signing up. Well, that's not the case at this meeting. Every single seat was occupied and stayed occupied throughout the meeting. In fact, we tweeted out a uh, a photo um, Lee Gross did, and and it was it was great. It was a picture of the room completely packed, and the tweet read, "It's one o'clock. 
on Saturday afternoon in the happiest place on earth and not an empty seat in the house. And that says it all. These people who were there, who were attending, were upbeat, they were happy, they were excited, they were enthusiastic. And I've never attended a medical meeting like that um, in all my years of uh, being a doctor. And that is what differentiates this direct primary care movement and this particular direct primary care meeting from anything else in medicine. And there's, there's really reason to be optimistic about the future of medicine if, if you came to this meeting. So I'm going to put a plug in. If you're a physician, um, we are going to be um, uh, publicizing our next meeting soon. I'll, I'll mention that again in a few minutes. Um, what was really startling is that there were um, no overt politics there, despite people there representing the government from Health and Human Services and, and conservative thought leaders like uh, Grace Marie Turner. And I'll, and I'll uh, get further into this when we get back in the next segment in the Doctor's Lounge. Stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Back in the doctor's lounge, I'm giving a recap, a post-game analysis of our recent meeting in Orlando, the direct primary care conference, Nuts and Bolts to 2.0. Um, this was our third annual conference, and this is the first live show um, after the meeting. And we're basking in the glory of uh, this this great meeting that we put on, and it was truly a grand slam. I, I left off talking about the fact that we had really very little overt politics at this meeting. There were no no feelings that we were t- that there was any sides being taken, despite the fact that we had representatives from from uh, Health and Human Services there. We had senior advisor to the Secretary of HHS, Jim Parker, there. 
to express hope and share policy decisions that the Trump administration was enacting to address many of the problems and the concerns that they've heard from doctors like um, those in docs for patient care who have had access to HHS and have been able to share uh, many of the frustrations from a regulatory standpoint in healthcare. And um, no other meeting could attract a cabinet level uh, person, leadership from the administration like this meeting. It's almost unheard of. So that just tells you the importance of what we are doing and of who we are and our ability to interact at that high level. And then, of course, we had Grace Marie Turner there, who is always a showstopper. She is the most knowledgeable person in Washington in healthcare and is plugged in like no one else and was able to share with us what she thought would happen um, uh, after the elections. This meeting occurred the week before the election, so we really didn't know what direction things were going to go in. And and um, as always, she shared her insights and uh, they, were, they were fascinating and, and really very, very uh, important. So I'd just like to take this segment to go over some uh, thank yous because um, a meeting like this does not just happen. A lot of things have to be in place to put on a meeting of this sort. And first and foremost, this meeting is the brainchild of the president of Docs for Patient Care Foundation, Dr. Lee Gross. He is responsible for getting the speakers, for putting together the content, the agenda. This is really his his success, and we just share in in the uh, in the glory that uh, he has created. And so, so a giant thank you goes out to Dr. Lee Gross, without whom this meeting would not be possible. Another big thank you needs to go out to an organization whose support makes this meeting possible. And without their support, we could not do this. And that's the Physicians Foundation. The Physicians Foundation, as you've heard on this show before, is a huge partner for Docs for Patient Care. Um, we, um, we've talked about the, the Physicians Foundation. I'm not going to go into that right now. But I strongly urge you to find their website. They put out um, a biannual um, survey, which is clearly the um, the uh, gold standard in the attitudes of physicians around the country on a whole array of topics. And so their um, support made this meeting possible. They've supported each one of our previous direct primary care meetings, this being the third one, and they could not have been more excited about this meeting. They ha- We had six people there from the Physicians Foundation, and um, and they wanted to be there to see what was going on and also so that they could go back to the board and uh, give a report about how incredible this meeting was, and uh, they will do so. And uh, they've already committed and promised to uh, support 
next year's meeting, which promises to be bigger and better. And a special thank you goes out to the executive director of the Physicians Foundation, Mr. Tim Norbeck, who couldn't um, have done a better job giving his speech in support of what doctors do. He holds doctors in the highest regard and gave a blockbuster speech and hit it out of the park. And so we really uh, um, owe him and the do- and all the people who serve on the board of the Physicians Foundation a giant thank you. The next thank you needs to go out to the Rosen Organization, the Rosen Hotel, and their um, owner and uh, CEO, Harris Rosen, as well as uh, one of their vice presidents, Ashley Bacow, who uh, uh, gave a, a really great talk. The Rosen, Hotel, the Rosen Group are huge supporters of this meeting and of Docs for Patient Care and what we're doing. They share the vision of market-based health care, and they not only talk the talk, but they walk the walk. And um, uh, Ashley Bacow shared the story of how they decided they were going to create their own in-house health care network for their 6,500 employees. And they put together a program, including a clinic that they operate right there in Orlando with all their nine hotels feeding into this and all their employees and their families. And they give on-site care and they um, are uh, providing state-of-the-art medical care, which is better than the traditional care. And more importantly, or equally importantly, they sh- he shared how doing this in a free market setting has saved the Rosen Hotel $20 million a year. And this is, this is huge. This is, this is so big. And they've been able to take that money and put it back into employee salaries, benefits, an expansion for for um, services for their guests. So they really um, help enable us to, to to do this meeting. They um, give us the home team discount in putting this meeting on, and we really couldn't do it without them. Their hospitality and their their attention to detail is just spectacular, and and a giant thank you goes out to them. The next shout out, which is going to go out and is going, is well deserved, but is going to, um, probably, um, embarrass this person goes out to our director, Felicia Horton, who put together a team of friends who made this meeting run seamlessly. And it was, um, twice as large as the meeting last year, and it, and next year's is going to be probably twice as large as this year, and it's no small task. All the things that need to take place to make this happen, and also another special shout out to uh, Bob Jacobus, who really heads our technical support, because this meeting was really a very um, huge technical um, nightmare. But he prevented a catastrophe by keeping everything running and making this work as smoothly as possible. 
our sponsors get a big shout out. We we had 21 sponsors this year, which was unbelievable. We even had to turn away sponsors, and um, we have a hard break right now. But I'm going to continue giving shout outs and a a, a post game summary of the meeting in the next segment. So please stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back in the doctor's lounge, and I'm continuing my shout-outs, my uh, thank-yous to everyone who made the direct primary care meeting in Orlando a huge success. And... uh, it, it was so, so fantastic that uh, you'll be seeing it on the Docs for Patient Care website um, very soon. There's going to be a tremendous amount of content, and um, and really, I, I think that uh, this meeting we were more prepared um, to take everything that was at the meeting and get it out to everyone, and it will happen um, more efficiently and quicker than it had in the past. Um, so we were talking about sponsors. We had great sponsors there, and uh, we had to turn away some. And next year, we're going to have a larger space, and we promise that it will be even more spectacular with more sponsors. Most were uh, delighted by the exposure to the attendees. Many places have rooms where the sponsors are separate from the people at the meeting, and many are very disappointed by the lack of traffic, and that was not the case here, but we are um, factoring in more sponsors and trying to figure out a way to connect sponsors with the attendees next year, and it will be even better for our sponsors. This meeting could not have taken place without the generosity of the direct primary care community who took time from their practices and their private lives to share their experiences with everyone. We are indebted to the old reliables who continue to make this meeting shine 
and rise above any direct primary care meeting in the country. Without question, this is the preeminent direct primary care meeting in the United States. It's the only one of its kind where we have this kind of turnout. And special thanks go to uh, old reliables like Josh Umber and Kim Corba and Chad Savage, who did a great job, and of course, Phil Eskew, who is not just a direct primary care doctor, but also a lawyer and an MBA, and he, um, every year, gives us the legal updates about what's happening and what you should and shouldn't do to try to keep you out of prison. So he is uh, uh, just one of a kind. He makes a boring topic um uh, more interesting than it ordinarily would be. So shout out goes to Phil. And we were delighted that our pal Keith Smith, the uh, owner and operator of the uh, Surgery Center of Oklahoma, flew in from OKC and and get, went through the uh, Surgery Center of Oklahoma story again and uh, and just inspire everybody with what's possible in in uh, free market. He actually shared a story. I think I'm pretty knowledgeable about how things operate, but he shared a story with the um, with the meeting that I actually did not know, and I, I'll take a second and share that with you. you know, he wanted to point out the the corruption that exists in healthcare pricing between hospitals and insurance companies. So we all know that giving um, medical care is not really that expensive. It's, it's expensive, but it's not as expensive as one would think. And the Surgery Center of Oklahoma is a perfect example of that, how they can do um, – they can provide services, they can do operations at one-fifth to one-tenth of the cost of the hospital down the street. And it's one price. There's no there's – no, um, you know, um, uptick in the in the price if they find something else. There's no hidden costs. It's very transparent. If they say that doing your knee replacement is going to cost $13,000, it costs $13,000. Even if they find out that you have ligament damage or some other thing that they need to take care of while they're there. So that's that's the beauty of this model. And so he shared a story, and I'll just um, go over it right now so you understand it. So let's just say somebody is getting a knee replacement. It costs $13,000 at the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. Well, if you are um, getting your insurance through your employer, the employer works out deals with the insurance company. So the hospital charges that patient $100,000. And that's not that's not a lie or an exaggeration. That's how much it costs for a knee replacement at most major hospitals around the country. And so the insurance company has negotiated a deal with the hospital. So the hospital accepts $20,000 in payment for the knee replacement. That, of course, you've got your copay and your deductible, but that's the insurance payment for that operation. 
and we know it really costs thirteen thousand, not twenty. And and even at thirteen thousand, the surgery center of Oklahoma is still making a profit. So so that twenty thousand that the hospital is getting paid is is really you know just a tremendous amount of profit. But they charged a hundred, and so they get to write off eighty thousand dollars. And that is what allows them to to um, to build themselves to to put themselves out there as a non for profit because they give so much care that is uncompensated that they have to write off. So that's that's something that most people in in healthcare knew about. What I didn't know, and which really just absolutely disgusted me, was what Keith. Smith shared, which was that, so the insurance company goes back to the employer who is covering their their employees' insurance, and they've already, they the insurance company negotiated a deal with the employer saying that they're entitled to a certain amount of money, a kickback, if you will, for the savings. It's like shared savings the savings that they gave to the employer because of their ability to negotiate the price down. So they negotiated the $100,000 down to 20000 We saved you $80,000. We get a percentage of that savings. And that's, that's the, the collusion between the insurance companies and the hospitals, but it's worse. It gets worse. Just when you thought it couldn't, it gets worse. The insurance company wants to maximize their their kickback. They want they're not satisfied with getting that kickback. They want more. So they go to the hospital and they say to the hospital, you know, you charged a hundred thousand dollars for that knee replacement. Do us a favor. Charge a hundred and fifty thousand. And the hospital says, sure, okay, we'll charge 150. They're still getting paid the 20, as was the, the negotiated fee, but now they're charging 150. And instead of writing off 80, they're writing off 130. So they are, it's no skin off their teeth. They're still getting the same amount of money. But the insurance company goes back to the employer and says, look, We've saved you $130,000, and they get a greater percentage of that saving. They get a, a more money because they've saved them more money. So this is, this is the unseemly underbelly of the collusion of the disgusting negotiate or, or arrangements that insurance companies and hospitals have. These are the enemy of the people. In healthcare, these are the true enemies of the people. So that was that was Keith's deal, and that was great. We heard from some new and fresh talent at our meeting, which it really inspired us to continue to work hard and to fight for medicine. We heard from people like Dr. Ellen McKnight, who's a rheumatologist from Louisiana who has uh, opted out of Medicare, which is a very, very scary thing to do, especially if you have many elderly patients. It, it really is risking your practice. But she just had enough and wanted to get off the hamster wheel, and she did. 
and she shared her story and how it's possible to do it and you're actually able to give better care when you don't have all of the regulations that you have to abide by from the federal government and people do come and it's much better. And we heard from people um, like um, someone that you've heard on on this radio station uh, many times in the past, Dr. Elena George. We're sorry to see her go from the uh, from the America Web Radio family, but she was at the meeting and shared her story about free market health care and how she's involved with Hip Nation and uh, gave gave uh, she validated what we are doing here in Atlanta. But she and some others were there to talk about how we can bridge the gap between direct primary care and specialty care and make this all work like we're trying to do in Hip Nation to create that health care ecosystem and direct primary care is the hub. It is the foundation of everything that we want to do to change health care. Um, we we got to give thanks to our board members from Docs for Patient Care who uh, attended the meeting, Ori Hampel and and uh, and our own uh, Dr. Mike, Dr. Mike uh, Karuchik. Um, and we're sorry that the entire board could not be there, but um, we uh, want to thank our board members who were there, who uh, who gave up uh, time from their practice and and uh, and lent uh, their expertise. And finally, uh, we want to thank all the attendees who were generous and donated their um, their uh, tuition. Um, the ones who got free tuition from the Physicians Foundation got a refundable deposit back, and more than half of them donated that to the Docs for Patient Care Foundation. Why? Because this meeting had incredible value for them, and they felt that what we were doing was important, which is why we need you to go to the D4PC Foundation website and read about our meeting, get inspired. If you're a doctor, think about attending next year. We're, arrangements are already underway for the next meeting in a year. We'll have that information out there after the first of the year sometime, and we're going to put it out there early so people can make arrangements to be there because you do not want to miss this. And it's not just direct primary care doctors. It's any doctor who wants to get off the hamster wheel and get into the free market healthcare system. This meeting is for you. So make sure that you plan to attend next year's meeting. All right. So we've got a little bit more than a segment left. I'm going to go through a couple of things that I wanted to just touch on today. Um, So the elections are over. Thank God. I I don't know about you, but I am so tired of all of this noise out there with um, advertisements nonstop. And and the money that was poured into this election is uh, just just unreal and unbearable. But what does this mean for health care now that we've got divided government again. We've got a Republican Senate. We've got a Democrat House, a Republican White House. What does that mean? Well, I think several things. Number one, there's a lame duck session coming up. And so in that lame duck session, there's going to be a push 
to try to get through um, some legislation that may not get done again for two years because there's going to be gridlock. Gridlock isn't necessarily a bad thing. In, in fact, with health care, um, you know, I, I think that it, it can be a good thing. And uh, um, I'm going to finish up right now uh, this segment and talk a little bit about where we go in health care in 2019 and beyond. So stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Thanks for staying with us in this episode of the Doctor's Lounge today, in which I mostly focused on the direct primary care meeting that we uh, just concluded in Orlando, uh, giving a little bit of a wrap up and shout outs and thanks to important people who made it all happen and we will um, be sharing with you uh, shows uh, future shows uh, interviews that we've done at this meeting and uh, content that comes out of it so um, just watch for that so we were talking about um, now 2019 and beyond for health care so the lame duck session may be interesting we may see some legislation come out of that but the new Congress has an opportunity to try to fix some of the wrongs in health care. I'm not sure that that's going to happen. It is something that, uh, you know, is, is a uh, – uh, with Donald Trump is a deal maker, but uh, the sides are so polarized right now that uh, it, would be, uh, it would be refreshing to see them – get together and do something positive, but I'm not optimistic, especially because now what we are hearing from the left, which has overtaken the Democrat Party, I don't know if they're going to come back a little more to the center or they're going to stay out there where they have uh, campaigned on, but the the uh, mantra that we're hearing from them is single payer and uh, um, the Bernie Sanders Medicare for all plan and and uh, expanding um, Medicaid 
two of the worst ideas that you can possibly have. Certainly, expanding Medicaid is a terrible idea. It's bankrupting the states that are doing it, and it is uh, uh, providing people an opportunity to wait online as more people, more doctors are not taking Medicaid. And so you're just uh, checking the box and pretending that you're giving more coverage to people. All you're doing is giving them an opportunity to go to an emergency room and uh, not be unfunded. So that's great for the hospitals who get some money for those patients, but not great for the patients who get terrible health care. The answer for these people, of course, is to have a doctor, which is what direct primary care is all about. But this week in the Wall Street Journal, Scott Atlas wrote about the single-payer health care. And, and uh, as you know, I've been writing about it, and Sally Pipes has been writing about it. Sally's been writing about it for probably uh, 20 years. I, I've been writing about it for the last uh, a couple in sincerity, but Scott Atlas did a, a wonderful job of uh, writing a column about the false promise of Medicare for all and uh, probably articulated things better than than I have in some of my in in my articles and he pointed out the the fact that um, what what Sally Pipes and myself have said over and over again, which is that the single payer programs um, are imposing long waiting lists and delays that are unheard of and unacceptable in the United States. In England, the waiting list has gotten, uh, it's approaching, uh, he writes, 4,300 people were on the wait list. um, The figures that I had were closer to 5,000. But but what what that means is that uh, people are waiting for um, life-saving treatments. Um, 19% of people in Great Britain waited more than two months or longer to begin their first cancer treatment after the diagnosis was made. Two months. Um, and 17% waited four months for brain surgery. It's not any better in Canada, he pointed out, where the average, the mean wait time, the median wait time between seeing a general practitioner and seeing a specialist once a diagnosis was suspected was 10.2 weeks. That's two and a half months. And the weight of seeing a doctor and beginning treatment for a problem that's diagnosed by a specialist is about five months. Um, the average Canadian waits three months to see an ophthalmologist, four months to see an orthopedist, and five months to see a neurosurgeon. What's you know, just just to give you some contrast, in 2009, right before Obamacare all came up, there was calls from the media and the public about unacceptable wait time for appointments in the United States. What was that wait time? It averaged 21 days for five common specialties. And, and so these waits that we're seeing in Great Britain and in Canada and delays of treatment, they are unheard of in the United States and unacceptable. And so we we need to, you know, not um, accept this rhetoric from the left that this is going to be great, forgetting about the financial implications, how this is going to destroy our economy, and forgetting about um, the... the um, 
the fact that uh, that a system um, such as this does not work and other countries know that and are moving away from it. The fact is that the United States is different than the rest of the world. We do not accept what the rest of the world accepts. And if you are a globalist, then you just need to get on board, get on the get on you know the the the, the train because it's pulling out of the station. But if you believe in American exceptionalism, if you believe that we do things better than everybody else, and I certainly do when it comes to health care, nobody does things better in everything you have heard or read trying to convince people the opposite are lies. It's manipulating the data. It is changing the way that you report things. I Trust me, I promise you that the cures for the common cancers are greater in the United States by a large factor than the rest of the world. The quality of care for common medical problems, hypertension, diabetes, stroke, most medicine, most medical problems are better in the United States. And even drugs, which is a big problem right now, and I'll get to that in just a second if we have time, they get introduced in the U.S. even with the, the, um, the, the problems with the regulatory system, with the FDA and getting new drugs approved, they, it occurs at a greater rate, at greater frequency than any of the European countries. So don't fall for this nonsense of single payer. If you hear somebody talking about it, you need to get your facts and challenge them because they are wrong. They are lying to you. The, the, um, the Trump administration actually has done some stuff um, recently that I think is, is noteworthy. Um, they, uh, they passed the drug transparency um, uh, bill, or, or it's not a bill, but it is a, uh, an executive order, which, um, which mandates drug companies to publish their prices on these incessant um, advertisements that we see every night on the news, um, they're going to be required to tell how much drug cost. And the drug company, they are just absolutely apoplectic. They are, they are kicking and screaming and spitting nails mad. They do not want you to know how much drugs cost. They are, they are, um, just fighting this tooth and nail. They do not want price transparency. Even worse than the drug companies themselves are the pharmacy benefit management companies. And that's coming down the pike. These are middlemen who are parasites. They they suck money out of the system. They're a large reason, one of the big parts of why your drugs cost so much, because they insert themselves in between an employer and a drug manufacturer, and they skim money out of the system so that the cost goes up because they're in the middle of it, and they need to just dis appear. They need to go away. And that's something that the Trump administration is, uh, is going to be tackling in this, um, in, in 2019.
What's interesting is a, a report that just came out from the Heritage Foundation looking at the um, health insurance enrollment from 2017. You um, you can't do 2018 because you have to have a year to analyze things, so it always falls a year in arrears. But what they they concluded after examining all the insurance patterns from 2017 was this takeaway, that there were more unsubsidized people who left Obamacare um, than in previous years. 1.8 million enrollees exited the individual market in 2017. 93% of them almost almost 1.6 million, or more than 1.6 million, did not get federal subsidies. So these are people who could not afford the increase in the premiums that they've seen go up. They were people who were left in a lurch, like here in Atlanta, where the individual market um, uh, dried up. The um, big insurer in the Atlanta marketplace was uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and they they pulled out, and that left forty thousand people without an option for insurance. And so, so one point eight million enrollees left the individual market, and of the people who who did get coverage in twenty seventeen, um, the main source of that increased coverage was Medicaid. It was Medicaid expansion. 86% of the newly covered people during Obamacare's first four years were on Medicaid. And we've heard about Medicaid over and over and over again, so I'm not going to to belabor that. But I thought that those were startling facts. They were they, um, sobering and, again, emphasized the need for direct primary care and an option for people to get away from insurance, which is failing people, especially when the government is involved in it. And we are coming to the end of the show, and I'm, I, I want to thank you for indulging me today and letting me um, thank um, all of the important people who were responsible for our successful DPC meeting this year. And uh, I want to uh, once again urge you to uh, go to our website, d4pcfoundation.org, and uh Keep your eyes open for the information coming from this meeting and be um, uh, um, be on the lookout for the next meeting in 2019 and sign up early, sign up quickly. Thanks for being with us, and I will be back with you in two weeks. Have a happy Thanksgiving. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.